What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Drinks with Drea. I'm your host, Miss Drea, and I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Today is 11-11-2020, and I've been really big on my manifestation journey lately, just really speaking things into existence, the things that I want to accomplish, the things that I'm grateful for, the things that I foresee happening in my future. And the more I manifest things and the more I center my energy, the more I see sequences of numbers, 555, 444, 222, um, 111, 111, just different series of numbers, which if you're into manifestation, you look these numbers up, they have all powerful and strong and positive meanings. So you know, of course I am a Jesus baby. I believe in God. I believe in Christ and I pray daily. Um, but I am starting to just learn a little bit more and tapping a little bit more into just centering myself, aligning myself and really, um, trying to speak into the, uh, universe. And, and, and even in a Christian standpoint, it says death and life lies in the power of the tongue. And it's not just about actually living or dying, but it's also speaking into um, the atmosphere, the things that we are and that we want to become. And, you know, when I see a date, this is just a date. It has nothing to do with just a you seeing a sequence of numbers every, you know, so often throughout the day or throughout the week. This is literally the day of 11-11-2020. And, you know, you can look those uh, numbers up for yourself. Um, you can just put in 11-11 angel meaning or 2020 angel meaning. Or you can put them all together and do angel meaning and, and see what comes up for you. Um, and I didn't do that and I'm not going to do that. But just as it relates to my um, recent, you know sequence of seeing these repetitive numbers, it just made me think about today is a perfect day of manifestation. Today is a a day to really center yourself around the things that you want to accomplish, who you want to be, where do you see yourself over the next decade, over the next couple of years. Um, Even thinking about, you know, um, what's currently going on. I think I need to take a social media break because I'm finding myself literally getting anxiety from all of the negativity. So many people forewarning that things are going to be so horrible, you know, as a result of this election and how things are just not going to be the same and just a lot of negativity spewing, you know, Republicans are going to be upset. And I do think there is a little bit of validity when you think about what's happening right now. Um, with the president not being willing to concede to this election, because I think back to previous elections and how it's always the role of the losing candidate to bring calm and peace to, you know, their followers and to their supporters to say, listen, unfortunately, we did not make it this time, but I want you to support this democracy. I want you to support this president. I want you to still have your voices heard and still be present. And those type of words from someone you admire and that you voted for and you support it makes a big difference because it it gives you peace and understanding and it helps you to move forward in a positive light. But when you have someone like Donald Trump who's having a temper tantrum and refusing to concede, refusing to accept that he lost, refusing to, you know, 
just, you know, deliberately trying to find any flaw in the system so that he can come out on top. It just gives people a, a feeling of unrest. If he's successful and able to reclaim his position, then you're going to have 75 plus million people frustrated and upset and feeling robbed of this election because once again, the popular vote goes to the Democrat side, but yet he still was able to get in in 2016. And if he's able to get in again, that would really cause a big unrest amongst Democrats or just people who supported Joe Biden. On the contrary, if he does not concede, he's going to have his 71 million followers feeling like they were robbed and that they, you know, weren't counted or, or that there was some unfairness in the process despite not having the majority popular vote, but still feeling like, well, we didn't have it last time and the Electoral College came through then, why can't it come through now? It's just too much conflict and too much confusion. And when you see the response around the world, when you see leaders from different countries really embracing Joe Biden and really being excited about moving forward, as a 74-year-old man in Donald Trump, realizing that you are in your latter years, realizing that You've lived the majority of your life and you've been able to enjoy a good life as a result. And yes, maybe being in the presidential arena helps protect you from bad investments and things that you've done over the years that may be coming back to haunt you. But it's not about you. It is about this country. It is about people. It is about the next generations. And you should not take up space in this way. Not as if uh, Donald Trump is listening, but in case he comes across this particular note or someone in his circle comes across this note, anyone, it's not about you anymore. You know, I'm 30 something. I'm not going to give my age, but people who know, know. Um, But I even recognize in my mid 30s that this is not about me anymore. You know what I mean? It's about the youth. It's about the next generation. It's about my kids and my grandkids and my great-grandkids and making sure that they have better for themselves and better in their life. And that's what we all, once we reach over to adulthood, once we start to procreate, once we start to be a part of just the everyday life, we have to think beyond ourselves. And what is needed right now to keep peace amongst the people? We're in the middle of a pandemic. We're in the middle of a racial explosion. We're in the middle of just chaos and destruction. How do we bring peace to the people? And if Donald Trump had any level of civility, decency, anything just decent about him, he would concede, or at least he would bring a different message about, I would gladly concede if it is found that I have lost this election, but I just want to do my due diligence to make sure that things were done fairly. Give us some level of civility. Give us some level of professionalism. Give us some level of confidence that this is out of a good place and not just because you're having a temper tantrum. But anyway, even as we look at that, we have to manifest a great outcome. You know what I mean? I, I want to see Donald Trump really awaken and realize it's, it's about Barron. It's not about you. It's about Melania. You know, she doesn't want to be there anymore. It's about your children who have been scrutinized and whose businesses has been compromised as a result of your decision to hide in the Oval Office. You have to think beyond yourself. But I'm going to manifest into the atmosphere today. 11 11 2020 that he'll get the bigger picture donald trump is going to get the bigger picture he's going to realize listen 
Yes, I've done some bad investments. Yes, things may not look good for me right now. But at the end of the day, I have lived my best life. And now it's about me making sure that it's better for those that come after me. So if this is the will of the people, I will bow, I will bow down gracefully and move on with my life. And that type of energy should hopefully put him in the space where he can go enjoy his golfing and retire his his latter days with his family and with his grandchildren and with his children and in peace. That's what I want for Donald Trump. Joe Biden, you know, I don't look at a lot of people have been uh, putting a lot of social media memes out there, um, specifically amongst black people. A lot of black people are in support of voting, in support of showing up and, you know, having your voices counted. But there's also a segment, very small segment of the black community, particularly the male black community that has been awakened to a new ideal that, you know, voting is for coons, voting is for Uncle Tom's, voting is really, you know, ineffective for black people because ultimately it's it's two-party system. It's a two-party system that has two different ideals, but ultimately leading to the same outcome where we're at the bottom and they're at the top. And while I don't disagree necessarily with that sentiment, I do disagree with people of color speaking down on people of color. I do disagree on people um, taking moments like that to have what I like to call political supremacy. And it, and it's showing up quite a bit in this last election because you have the ones that say, I'm better than you because I didn't vote because I'm awakened and I'm enlightened and I see the truth and I'm not going to subject myself to such foolery. Then you have those who voted blue versus red and, and feel a level, of, a level of political supremacy to say, you supported an immoral candidate. You supported someone who is for my oppression. You submitted, you know, you voted for someone who's just an evil, vile, malicious person. And therefore your, your character is in question. You know, family members are distancing themselves. Friends are breaking up. People on the left and the right are just filled with hatred for one another because of their values and their beliefs. And, you know, I've, And it goes back even to the people that were rioting and looting. While I can't agree and while I'm not standing by your side doing those things, I'm not going to judge you. (laughs) Because I know every person has a different experience. I haven't had a, a, a family member or anyone close to me die at the hands of police brutality, right? Or that has a notable story where they were harassed. You know, not to say that it doesn't happen or that people haven't had bad experiences, but it's just hasn't been in a severe scenario, you know, close to me. So the people that are out there riding and upset, I really don't know their truth. I don't know if they're the ones who was pinned up against the car or had a gun drawn on them for no reason or, you know, is related to George Floyd or related to, you know, so many Sean Bell, Tamir Rice, Eric Garner, so many names of people who were unjustly murdered by the police. So I cannot speak to the mindset. I cannot speak to the attitude. I cannot speak to the anger. Um, And that's the reason why I'm not there, but I'm not going to judge you for being there. Even looking at Joe, I'm sorry, this recent election. Yes, it is between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, but there are, they both are still part of a system and both systems have, um, 
ideals and beliefs and values. And, you know, regardless if you like Donald Trump or not, if you still lean towards conservative values, how can I fault you for voting in your interest? Because it's not just about Donald Trump. There's a whole system of people who are Republican, who has values that you feel are in your best interest. So you may not necessarily support the ideals, the mindset, the value of that person. But if that's still part of your belief system in terms of, you know, you know, your views on pro-life versus pro-choice, your views on marriage, your views on, um, you know, traditionalism, those things are what makes a person conservative. Capitalism, those are the things that makes a person conservative. It's not necessarily about that, that person that's in the forefront as the president. Same thing on the liberal side. You have to think about those same things. What are your values? Are you more into socialism versus capitalism? Do you think that everybody should have their fair share? Do you think that we should always take care of the poor and and the underserved? You have to think about those things for yourself and really align yourself with the party that best, you know, fits your personal values and your personal views. The problem that we have isn't necessarily people aligning themselves with their values. And I don't necessarily believe that all 71 people 71 million people who voted for Donald Trump are hateful, racist, ignorant, vile people. I don't think that at all. I think that if you're a person who listens to left-wing media, you're going to have a hatred for Donald Trump. If you listen to right-wing media, you're going to have a hatred for Joe Biden because that is the role of those um, two different uh, platforms to support their candidate while also putting down and disregarding and degrading the other candidate. And that's just the role that media plays in that. But if you, you know, see things from a different perspective, really do your own research, really listen to interviews in full context, really look at even certain examples like the kids in cages. Everybody's thinking about how inhumane those things are and how vile and disrespectful they are and how Donald Trump, you know, contributed to this. But then you learn that those cages been in place for many decades. So it's not just a red or blue issue. It's a humanitarian issue. It's an American issue. It's a real coming to Jesus moment of how do we treat immigrants in this country? We're so caught up in the personality and the people that we're not thinking about big picture. What is it that we as American people stand for? What is it that we as American people want to see happen to people who are immigrants, who do have, you know, the dreamer who wants to come in and do what everybody else has done? Because only the Native Americans are truly the natives of this land. We just are here, some by force and some by choice. But we're all just here and we're all existing and we're all contributing and doing our part. And we have to give each other room to have beliefs. We have to give each other room to see things differently. We have to, you know, give people room to not be a monolith. I literally have to step back now because I've had literal arguments with people, not because we disagreed in our values and our belief system, but because I didn't agree with condemning people for their belief system. Who are we right now? And I've asked this question consistently over the last couple of weeks because it's really opened my eyes to the fact that there's just ugliness in the world right now. And there is this supremacist ideal where people feel better than one another because of how they're voting or because of how they see the world. And if you ask either side, you're just going to hear talking points. 
it's very evident that nobody's really doing their own level of research. Everyone's kind of just subscribing to the latest viral video and using that as their ammunition and they're attacking one another. But if you go back to your roots, go back to your faith, go back to your foundation, this is not who we are and this is not what we were built to do. This is not, um, this is just not normal. We're not this, we're not this, where we're so radical with one another that because people like certain things or believe certain things or see things a certain way, unless you've physically done something, right? Like unless you are a person who are out, who's out there actively being racist, unless you're a person who's out there actively assaulting people, if you just have an ideal or a thought, since when have we decided you're canceled and you're thrown away because I don't agree with your alignment? Who are we as a people where we think that that's okay? That we can't challenge one another and we can't understand one another. Why do you think this is okay? Do you see the same thing that I see? Why do you take that position? Understand people's mindsets. Understand where people are coming from. See what they see that's different from what you see. But this idea that you either for us or against us, I get it. Don't get me wrong. But who's your real enemy? Who are you really fighting? What are you really looking to accomplish? Because just a general label of hate, it's not, you know, when, when, when a fool argues with a fool, you can't tell who's the fool, right? Or something to that effect. I don't know the same, but we got to be able to have logic and understanding. We have to be able to, to talk through things and find out, okay, I don't see why a person of color, this, is, this has been the argument, will vote for Donald Trump, Right. And then people of color say, well, here are the reasons why I vote for Donald Trump. And then the other people say, well, he said this and he said this and he did this and he did that. No one is really listening to each other. You got your talking points of why you support and you got your talking points of why you don't. And that's all that we're talking about. There's no coming to Jesus moment. There's just a done, dismissed, and it's so much anger and aggression in the country. And it's not on one side. It's everywhere. And that, to me, is scary. Because, again, <coughs> who are we? Now, we can go back to the earlier days where things were not civilized. Where people didn't agree <coughs> and couldn't get on one accord to see the bigger picture. Those are times <coughs> of chaos. Those are times of war. Those are times of destruction. Those are times of loss. Those are times of fear. Those are times of disconnection. Is that really where we are? And is that really where we're going to go? Because we're literally, as a country, split down the middle. And we can't hate each other because we have to be able to coexist. So you can sit here and say, I'm not, if you voted for this person, I don't talk to you, I'm done with you. Okay, cool. Then what? <coughs> you gonna stop going to work? You gonna stop buying products? You gonna stop existing? Like, what are you gonna do? I always go back to the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Life is only 10% what happens to us and 90% how we react to it. 
we can let this moment in time define who we are as a people, as a country, as a race. Or we can accept what we can't change, change what we can, and just find peace in that that's, that's chaotic. Because what, what are you trying to prove? What are you looking to solve? I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in chaos. I don't know about you, but I don't want to hate my neighbor. I don't know about you, but I don't want to judge people or feel superior to people because I checked a certain box on the ballot. I know a lot of people's minds are made up. And that's how I know it's not real because too many people are thinking and saying the same things. There's not a lot of independence on either side. And as a sound thinker, as a realist, as a person that can sit back and see a big picture, it's beyond frustrating because everybody thinks that they're right. That's dangerous. When we can't hear each other, when we can't understand each other, when we can't, you know, relate to one another, that's scary. And I continue to ask the question, well, who are we? Who are we? What do we want to accomplish? Who do we want to be? What are we going to do? And you're in a country where half the country disagrees with you, no matter what side you're on. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? we only here for but a moment. What are you going to do? And believe it or not, no person in power right now is the worst person in history. Okay? When you think about all the vile and hateful things that have happened in the history of this world, no one living today is has that level of, of power. No one in, in this world living today is enslaving people, you know, that we know of in America, I'll say. Lynching people, putting people in slavery. None of that is happening right now. People are acting like they're seeing evil, like, like evil has never existed in this world before. And go back to your ancestors and ask yourself, is this really the worst that we could experience in our life? It's probably not. But if you keep speaking it, this is evil, this is anger, I'm, I'm upset and I don't want to be a part, I don't want to talk to nobody, I don't want to have reason. Okay, keep speaking chaos in your life and destruction. Keep speaking it. We're too spoiled and we're not ready for it. We're too spoiled and we're not ready for it. But that's just my opinion. But back to my point, it's 11-11-2020. We have to speak positively of things in order for it to become our reality. I'm not going to ever succumb to fear. (laughs) I will never concede to fear. I'm never going to sit and say, this is the worst time to be alive. Things are so bad and it's going to get so much worse. That's only real for the people that believe it. I'm not doing that. I believe that we're going to have an amazing last two, what, six weeks of 2020. 2021 is going to be an amazing year. 
We're going to see black excellence at an all-time high. It's going to be more black millionaires created in 2021 than ever before. We're going to have unity in our community. King Von is the last Chicago drill rapper that will be murdered. He's going to be a martyr. People are going to look and see, yes, he might have a past. Maybe he, you know, that was, you know, his go around comes around moment. But we have to look at who he could have been had his environment been different. And I'm thinking about King Von because I've literally been obsessed. I I didn't know who he was before he, he was murdered this past week. Um, but of course, like him, any other rapper you hear about, you see it all in your timeline. You do a little research. Who is this person? You know, what are they talking about? Follow their music, follow their interviews. And I, I must say that I've been truly impressed by this young man. Um, because yes, he is a street dude. You know, could he have done some hurt to people? I don't know. Probably so. That's what the internet says. I don't know anything about him or enough about drill scene to know anything about what people are doing and not doing. Um, I see a lot of people um, just, you know, history of his camp making fun of people that died on the other camp and vice versa and all this other stuff that's just like, wow, these are things that people are really doing in the 2000s, 22, 2010s, 2020s. What are we doing? And it's disappointing But at the same time, again, being able to look beyond that. Because if we judged everybody with the same lens that everybody's taking right now, I don't know how you could like anybody. I don't know how you can like anybody. I don't know how you can feel superior for not supporting a a certain candidate, but don't feel any kind of way supporting people who are literally killing other people. And free to talk about it. I don't understand that that dissonance, but nonetheless, um, judgment aside, judgment of what he may or may not have done in his life aside, I looked at interviews, I looked at videos of him and his, you know, girlfriend, and how loving he was as a person, and how real he was as a person. Watched his interview with Angela Yee, and watched his interview with other people. Just how he really realized like all of what he had done to that point was all for nothing. You know, he just got into a bad lifestyle because that was the product, that was the environment he was around. And, you know, realizing we don't know how to communicate. We don't know how to sit down and talk man to man. This is something he just spoke about a week ago before his murder. We don't know how to sit down and talk. That's why nothing's changing. He was dropping gems if people took the time to listen. And... Every now and then, you're, you you continue to see this person getting murdered and that person getting murdered, Pop Smoke, and all these different people over the years, just, you know, Triple X, all these Triple X Temptation, all these different rappers, young rappers, going back to Tupac and Biggie, um, murdered. And every now and then, I think you get a martyr. Like, I think Tupac was a martyr and Biggie. Because they made you stop and think, what are we doing? What's going on? We This is supposed to be our way out. And we're still bringing this lifestyle into it. What are we doing? And the fact that this young man um, has enough music to still create two more follow-up albums, which if mixed and mastered properly could extend beyond that, lets you know that 
subconsciously he knew that his time on this earth would be short. Subconsciously he, subconsciously he probably knew that his past would catch up to him, that he wouldn't just be able to walk away from years of being detrimental and destructive to his community and then be able to prosper, right? Like, that's just not really always the outcome. Um, but he started to, if you listen to his interviews, you see that he really started to understand how he was in a trap and how those things were not important of value and that and didn't help him in any way. Didn't help his community in any way. But he still who he still was who he was. Um <clears throat> but you still could see the potential in people. Despite their environment, despite their background, despite what they might seem to believe. We have to always believe in people. Because people will always persevere. And I hope people, I'm going to speak prophetically and manifesting. People will realize that there's more to life. People will see that destroying your own community, destroying your own people, destroying people that looks like you is pointless. It amazed me how many people were mad at T.I. for his comments about, hey, that's played out. Leave that over there. Now, he could have given a different message. He could have just spoke on the fact that killing each other. I know I played a part when I was younger, but as we grow older, it's time for excellence. It's enough with that. He could have gave a general um, statement of just like, let's grow up. Let's move past this. There's no reason. It's too much out here for all of us for us to still be killing each other like this. Instead, he chose to to take on the position that, hey, not in Atlanta. And a lot of people took offense to that, and I understood that. But I also feel like his pride is not letting him come back and correct that message, which is very a loss, very much a loss, because it is an important message for people or from people who live that life, who were once young and once saw that that was their only way that is grown and older now and see it differently. I think that's a pivotal pivotal moment. It could be a pivotal moment for those that are still in it. And it was a missed opportunity. Um, but even in that, we're just all over the place as people. And it's it, that's the part that scares me. You know, that's the part that scares me. And I understand why people force things like structure and education and religion and things like that because when people are left to their own thought process it's not always a good outcome so i understand why people took time and energy to try to control the thoughts of the masses because you know a person without faith a person without a foundation a person without um any level of peace and understanding can be very dangerous The world can be very ugly and we control that because it's all in our mind and how we do things. But back to manifestation, he will be the last. People will and are now seeing this is a way out. There's no need to continue to hurt and kill each other. This is a way out. Let's use the gifts and talents that God gave us to elevate ourselves into a better and different position. The last will be the first. The narrative of black pain and anguish and disparity is ending. 
the narrative of black people not having wealth is ending. The narrative of black people not having ownership is ending. It's on us to make it change. And being negative and and anticipating the worst is not going to help us in any way. I know people are going to disagree and I'm okay with that. But at least think about why you disagree. And if you feel compelled enough, reach out and let's talk about it. Because what I'm seeing now is people not even willing to talk about it. People have their mind made up on how they're going to see things, how they're going to approach things, and how they're going to feel about things. And it's just what it is. It's just what it is. And we got to be able to hear each other. We got to be able to see each other. We got to be able to support each other. We got to be able to love one another. Despite not agreeing down the down the ballot or down the line, down the value system. We have to be able to see each other. We have to be able to support each other. Otherwise, what kind of world are we trying to create? Because it's definitely not one I want my kids in. And I don't think it's a where you want your kids in either. <sighs> Me and my ranch child. But I've said all I can say about this topic. Um, I encourage everyone, again, if you're not into manifestation, look it up. Go on YouTube. Learn about morning water manifestation. Learn about manifestation through orgasms. Learn about just ways to connect and center yourself. Or you can just pray. Either or. Or you can do both. Um, But something about 11-11-2020 just feels good to me. And it's very early, and I hope people get a chance to listen to this, and I hope people think about it and start to center themselves and really start speaking and thinking and believing positive, wonderful, amazing things for our future. Because that's really what what we need right now is optimism in our future. Okay, I've said all I can say about this topic. I hope you guys enjoy your day. Hope we find peace as people and we can move forward into a better tomorrow. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you soon. Bye.